it. Shit. All right, welcome in Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 208, 208. Of course, follow us iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. CouchGuySports.com, all the written content, all the other podcasts on the network. Um, us personally on Twitter, me and Al, you know, everywhere you can just do it. Twitch, YouTube, um, me and Al were just talking before we hit record, exciting things coming up in the pipeline. Um, we can both attest to that. We were just talking about it. So uh, exciting stuff happening uh, at Couch Guy. So stay tuned as always. And of course, we had all the good, the great written content. Uh, Bruins are in the playoffs. We're going to talk about that. Patriots just signed Brian Hoare. We're going to talk about that. It's all in the written content as well. So uh, go dive through all the written content and, and some exciting new um, sponsorship endeavors to be announced soon as well um, yes. on the, for, for the website. So we'll, we'll, we'll announce those when appropriate, but just stuff's happening. Um, hi, Al. Hi, Jared. It's always, uh, it's, uh, you know what? I got to say this on Tuesday evenings, when I know I'm going to do a podcast with you, the couch guy sports podcast, it gives me something to look forward to at the end of the day. And I'm, I'm, glad, appreciative I of that. I'm glad I could be a cheery face in your day. You are um, your, your, smiling face and your interesting use of usage of hats. You know, it's, it gets me through. You know why I've worn a hat like almost every day since I had my surgery. Cause I haven't had a haircut and it's bad underneath these. Yeah. Hats. It's bad. Uh, and the thing is too, my wife is my barber. She shaves my head, which is great, right? It's super easy. I don't have to worry about paying for haircuts, but I also have a wound right now. And so I'm trying to like limit the amount of hair that goes, it's just, it's a mess yeah. normally. So we're just trying to avoid it. So, but you're sitting, soon. you're sitting, sitting. that's a good yeah, thing. Sitting. That, that's we're a good sitting. sign. Not a lot of pain. Uh, we're healing good. So it should be, it should be completely healed in a couple of weeks. It should be good. Good. Uh, so I went golfing this past weekend with no pain. What'd you shoot? Uh, I played nine, shot a 44. So that's pretty good. Pretty decent. Not too. I had a couple blow up holes. Should have been should have been lower, but yeah. I my score, in a month. My score, in a month. my score would be about double that. So it's all good. <laughs> all right, Al. Um, I'm going to give you the choice. We can. We're not starting Celtics. We'll we'll get to them. Okay. Do you okay. want to start the Boston Bruins and the one one series tie, or do you want to start the amazing signing of Brian Hoyer? To the England Patriots. You know what? Let's just get Brian Hoyer out of the way. All what right, are, we'll go. What, what are we doing? <laughs> get Brian Hoyer out of the way. Brian I mean, Hoyer. Really? <laughs> I can't even keep my face Dylan. straight. <laughs> Bill. Uh, really? Bill, no. I, I, I talked myself into this. I talked myself into this. You want to know why? Um, because Cam Newton won't be around day one. Oh, stop it. You this know that's happening. not going to happen. No, so if you, you know. If you, you know who's gonna get cut. You know. You know exactly who's gonna get so cut. So if you haven't, if you haven't heard, Brian Hoyer, that Brian Hoyer is back. One fourth year stint. deal, fourth stint with the New England Patriots. Now a total of it'll be eight seasons when this year is complete with the New England Patriots. Um, rumors are that he shopped around and had other offers to play and potentially jump into a coaching role at some point. There's no secret. Brian Hoyer wants to coach. Like that's his like NFL next step. I'm sure, the Patriots offered him up that. Look. Brian Hoyer is here to straight up be a mentor of Mac Jones. Teach him the offense. That's why they brought him in. Why not just bring him in as a coach? Like, why are you offering him a playing? Now, maybe he gets caught. Maybe he's a coach come fall. But I take one thing away from this. They have four quarterbacks right now, Al. They won't, they, they won't have four. No, they no. They won't have four. They won't no, have no. four. No, no, no. There's an odd man out here. And you know who it is. His name is Cameron Newton. No, that's not yes. who it is. No, it's he, he's not. Getting paid, he's getting paid no money. 
He is the only quarterback in the, out of those four that don't fit the mold. They're not the same quarterback. He doesn't fit the typical Patriots, Tom Brady offense, which is clearly what they want to run. They saw something this last week in Mac Jones. Mac Jones and all the rookies are there right now doing, doing rookie minicamp. They know the kid's ready. I'm convinced. You don't bring Brian Hoyer in now. You don't wait till now, a week after that he's there doing some workouts, getting excited, getting going. Unless you believe in the kid. You saw something. Mac Jones might actually be your week one starter. Uh, no. Listen, this is what I'm going to say. And this is coming from somebody that is on board with you. I do not want Cam Newton to be the starter of this football team. I understand that. But the reality is, Jared, and I hate to say it, but you need to hear this, so open up your ears and get the potato out of your ears. Cam Newton is going to start week one for the New England Patriots. That's just how it is. And the odd man out, and everybody knows it, is Jared Stidham. It's unfortunate because Jared Stidham looked like, during the preseason, I think it was 2019, he looked like he could be the next heir to the Patriots quarterback throne. Well, now, now it's Mac Jones. But Mac now Jones it's Mac Jones. Jones. Yep, you obviously took Mac Jones in the first round, 2021 NFL draft. So you know that Mac Jones is going to be the next guy. There's no room for Jared Stidham on this roster. Now the only way that Stidham makes it, the only way is, like you said, is if Brian Hoyer just comes in for training camp, he helps Mac Jones learn the offense, understand, you know, every little tidbit of it. And then they're like, okay, thanks for serving your purpose. We'll call you when we need an actual coach to do, you know, whatever. See, what, what I think is happening here is I would love to my, my answer to be right. I want Cam gone. Like, I don't want Cam starting games. You're right. He probably is going to start games. But, like, you got to think, if they really want to – if they really believe Mac Jones – if they believe Mac Jones is legit, you cut Cam. If they believe that Mac Jones is ready – and legit, you cut Cam. Like, th that's it. Like, you don't keep Cam around as your backup. Not, not the way Bill runs, right? You know, Cam Newton's not a backup quarterback. But, and you don't want him teaching. You don't want him to be the backup to Mac Jones because then what's that do for Mac, right? There's, there's just not even worth it. I look at the Brian Hoyer, Hoyer signing and go, okay, you, they want him on this roster the whole season. They want him here. Even if it's as the number three quarterback, they want him here to teach Mac Jones. They believe he's the next quarterback's coach, whatever he turns into. Maybe it's an offensive coordinator when Josh McDaniels takes over because at that point, I'm pretty sure the Patriots are the only job he's going to get moving forward once Bill retires. So, like, maybe Brian Hoyer is, is a future offensive coordinator, whatever. They want Mac Jones to learn from Brian Hoyer, which I don't blame them. He knows the offense like the back of his hand. Mm -hmm. It's not, Just because he couldn't handle and, like, perform in the offense doesn't mean he doesn't know it and how to teach it. I always say, Al, the best coaches aren't the best athletes. The best right. coaches are the, the ones who probably didn't do it the best. Right. Because they learned the game as much as they possibly could just and didn't learn the bad habits. Really good professional star athletes aren't, don't make good coaches because they, they will always default to go do it my way. Like Tom Brady, Tom Brady couldn't coach. Are you no. kidding me? No shot. Peyton Manning couldn't coach. <clears throat> no, they would demand perfection. Let, let, me, let me ask you a realistic question. Do you really think that there is any possibility that Cam Newton won't be your starting quarterback for the Patriots in week one? Do you there's really believe that or are you just trying to talk yourself into it? No, there's a chance because they, they clearly believe in Mac Jones. Um, I think, I mean, it has to go, everything has to go right. All summer, Mac Jones has to get his reps in. Preseason has to be, the three games they're going to have this year, not four. Mac Jones has to be lights up. Mac Jones, Mac Jones has the chance to earn the job from Cam, but he has to be, the way Belichick functions, you can't just be the same as Cam to get the job or even just a step better than Cam to be the job. He's got to be significantly be like, better. Significantly better than Cam to take that job, the job away from Cam. Right. If, if it's a one through 10 scale, if Cam's at like, say, we'll say five or six, Mac Jones has to be at a nine or 10. 
Like he has to, to be, job. yep, right. He has to be significantly better. I do think Cam's going to start the season. Listen, if he can do what he did the first three games against Miami, Seattle, and the Raiders before he got COVID and everything, then it might not be so bad. Remember, you have two tight ends that you can throw to now in John Smith and Hunter Henry. You have some wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, that you can throw to. And guess what? I don't think the Patriots are done yet. I think they're going to make one more big move at the receiver position to bolster that receiving core and give whoever the quarterback is another weapon. Your run game's good. Your offensive line is good. So whoever the quarterback is, they just have to be like C plus, B minus, and you should be okay. People forget the offensive line is one of like the best in the league. And you brought back the massive wall that is Trent Brown. Isaiah yep. Wynn's still here. David Andrews resigned. Super underappreciated. Like, David Andrews is, is key to this. Um, and then you look at those signings, right? Like, and Stephon Gilmore, the, more, this, the further this goes along, the further I feel like Stephon Gilmore at some point will get a new deal done and play here. Like, Belichick clearly thinks this team is good now. Why not keep Stephon Gilmore, right? If you really believe right. this team can perform. And it was, I think it was Pro Football Focus? Yeah, it's pro football focus. Tweet out like a graph of all like the projected stars for the Patriots. It was Cam as the starting quarterback because you get it's probably going to happen, right? Uh, and they said, how is this not a Super Bowl contender, essentially? Like, this, isn't this a Super I agree with them. Like, the fact that Vegas has the over-under set at nine for the regular season wins, mind you, when the Patriots have 17 games this year, not 16, you hammer that over. I already did, by the way. It's set in stone hammered might have to talk to you about that it's gonna it's gonna keep it's gonna keep going up as as we get closer to the season people realize what the patriots have more reports are gonna come out vegas is gonna go oh 10 here i'll I'll, I'll tell you what i wrote about this on couch guy the other day i did my season predictions for the patriots what do you think i had them going 17 games oh i hate the new numbers um 12 and no 11 and 6 bingo I had him going exactly. That was a complete, I didn't read the article. Full transparency. I did not know what else said. Um, I, I was thinking 11 and five. I'm like, nope, nope. That's not the right number anymore. Add a game to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think 11 and six is in play. I really do. But I think that's a playoff team this year. It is. 11 no. and six. I think they go, see, I think they go 12 and five. Um, they, and they, I think they, 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 could. They, they will be in the playoffs. hundred percent. Let me ask playoffs. you this. Let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll move on to our winter teams that are in the playoffs. I saw a little uh, – it was a tweet the other day, and it had an interesting tidbit. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that the Patriots are talking to the Browns about OBJ, and the Browns want J.C. Jackson. Would you make that deal if J.C. Jackson was the centerpiece of that deal? If J.C. Jackson is the centerpiece? Sure. Why not? Because you might lose Gilmore. Don't forget, he's only got one more year in his deal. Well, I think if you trade J.C. Jackson, you're, you're paying Gilmore. You better be. like like i think if they if they're okay with trading away jc jackson for obj they're gonna they know they're gonna pay stuff on gilmore and they probably would have talked to him at some point before they make that trade like you don't just trade away jc jackson and assume you're gonna lose gilmore right you can't do that if all things aside if, if gilmore we know is here and he is here and look I, I don't think gilmore necessarily wants to leave i just think he doesn't want to play for seven million dollars like i don't think it's a, i hate new england i don't want to be the patriots organization anymore thing like he clearly likes it here. I just think that he doesn't want to play for seven million. I don't blame the guy. He's much better than that. So, like, I think if you're going to do that, fine. Just you got to make sure Stephon Gilmore is locked in. And we'll see if he is. It's either it, one of the two. If you throw Jackson or you throw Gilmore in as part of that centerpiece of the trade, get a number one wide receiver, I'm okay with it. As long as I mean, you I'd, keep be, that I'd be cool with trading, I'd be cool with trading Gilmore, too. 
Like, if he you won. trade Gilmore, for, fine, whatever. If, he, if he's not going to stay, if, he, if you're not going to pay him, he doesn't want to stay for that, then fine. Trade him for OBJ. Um, look, oh, OBJ give is me football most, season. OBJ is the most longest rumored Patriot outside of, like, Larry Fitzgerald ever. Um, and it's like, I just it needs to happen. Imagine you put OBJ on this roster with Hunter Henry, John Smith, Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, still have Jacoby Myers. Like, this roster is pretty good. You put a, a, a national champion, Mac Jones, behind the center. And uh, sky's the limit, guys. I think we have our future quarterback, by the way. Um, I think he's it. I think he's legit. But uh, the Bruins, they're in the playoffs. They are. And uh, the Bruins are tied 1-1. Taylor Hall, sorry, Zach, scored a goal. <laughs> and uh, is looking good. He's hugged Brad Marchand over the bench uh, when Brad Marchand scored the OT winner. He's been uh, lifting lately. That's why he can do it. Yeah, he's lifting a lot lately, according to Taylor Hall. Um, we're obviously not big hockey guys. Like, this isn't our forte. We, we have openly admitted this is the time of year where we get on board, we watch playoff hockey, we're jacked up for the Bruins, and I will fake it on Twitter till I make it about my knowledge of hockey and me yelling at refs for making calls. I know the hockey <laughs> rules. I can, I'm justifiably can do that. But, like, yep. you got to do this. you got to change the lines. I'm all about that this time of year. I'll we're, fake it. We're, we're on the same bandwagon. Let's just call it like it is. We're on the same exact bandwagon. 100%. If, you tell, if I look at the game during the game one, we go, ah, yeah, you know what? That that uh that Brendan Carlo dude, yeah, he can't play. Get him off that. Like, <laughs> I, I, like that's what I do. Uh, I'm still about I'm still about benching Tuca, by the way. Like, some he's letting him some softies for the uh for the playoffs here. Even even uh Kaylee Allard, who's big, we know this. She's been on the show. Big Tuca Rascal even admitted on Twitter that he should have stopped a softie. So, yeah, Swayman's gonna get in. I'm telling you, it's happening. Sway Sway dude's the future. I know. Wait. I even know this. <clears throat> We'll put it this way. We'll see. But here's what I'm going to say real quick. From game one to game two, nice to see the first line actually getting involved. Patrice Bergeron scoring an early goal in the first period. Obviously, Marshan with the game winner in overtime. And obviously getting that contribution from your second line. Taylor Hall was brought in here to help solidify that second line. And look what he does. He gets a garbage goal. Not that the goal was garbage, but it was a hard-fought goal that you needed to get late in the third period because otherwise you're going back to Boston down 2 to nothing to the Capitals. And I don't think they're going to blow it 2 nothing late. And plus, too, you got Craig Anderson in net. He's 38, mm-hmm. 39 years old. Your, their starting goalie isn't even in. I don't even know if, um, if any Kuznetsov is even playing. I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, no, I don't think he is. Um, well, he, he's, that, he's their starting goalie, right? No, 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 no. Not Kuz- who, who's, no. Their starting, who's their starting goalie? I forget his it's name. It's like Vin, it's something. Let me, let, let me look that up. This is, the nature of Bru- this is the nature of Bruins hockey you get from me and L. Hockey you get from me and L. Um, if he's in, it's a whole different animal. I still think the Bruins are better on paper. Um, and, I, and I still think the Bruins are the better team in the series. Um, and it's just a matter of, do we have the ability to be tougher? Tom Wilson's on the other side, right? We know he's a douchebag. So, like, um, the, the Bruins have the ability. And, and Bruce Cassidy even said it between games one and game two. The top, the, their top performers weren't performing. Like the stars were, did not perform. They, ex, they, they performed poorly. They, they expected more, and look what happened. Uh, Brad, Brad Marchand comes in. Taylor Hall scores their goal. Um, like these guys started to step up, and look what happens. You win in overtime. So You, you, you do. And by the way, that goalie, Vitek Vanacek, I'm sorry if I said it wrong, but that's a very weird name. I, yeah, that's true. How about Hendrik Lundqvist? I forgot that they had him. The Ranger goalie that was in the, in the Rangers, mm-hmm. on the Rangers for mm-hmm. years. I forgot yep. that they had him. Where, where's he? Is he injured? Uh, yeah, he had a heart thing. I know that. Oh, right. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. 
but that, he was Braxton. Like I think their plan is to like I think he might come back next year. Like I, I think he wants to play again. I, I don't blame him, but honestly, you know what? Hockey too? players, man, they're bred differently. They really are. Patrice Bergeron punctured long playing in Stanley Cup finals. But Jake DeBrusque, man, two goals in two games. Like he he's Jake DeBrusque is a guy that is sneakily becoming like a good playoff contributor. Like he's a guy that in playoffs he just makes plays. I don't know if it's, you've noticed it's literally that. Literally like the Pablo Sandoval of hockey. Like you can suck all regular season and have like mediocre numbers, and then you're a hero because you perform in the playoffs. Like this is what it's turning into. Um, Jake DeBrusque has been solid. And like I think this is why a lot of Bruins fans have been so like what the F when it comes to him during the regular season because you see what he can do now and what he's doing. Two goals, two games, like guys flying around, making plays. And it's like, dude, where was this a week ago in the, re- in the regular season? Like why all of a sudden now? Like if this dude could flip the switch for the whole year or like the majority of the year and be like this for all year consistently, like this guy's a, a, a top six player on any team and this guy is a, a top 15 player in the NHL if he can figure it out all the time but he's not and he's not doing that but if you can get this kind of contribution from him during the playoffs fine like look i still think the Bru- this bruins team is a legit cup contender like I think so too i think they, they made the changes at the deadline to make themselves a cup contender um shout out to that boston team for making the right changes at the trade deadline and making themselves mm-hmm. a contender we'll talk about that um <laughs> look the bruins are a good hockey team i know i'm a bad wagon fan but i know that they're good um Curtis Lazar has been a huge ad, right? Uh, Mike Riley been a great ad for them. Um, and you're watching Charlie McAvoy be the top defenseman on the team consistently. And I think the big thing for this team now is just not to let the foot on the gas. You're coming home to Boston. Um, you're going to have fans in the stands. They did announce, by the way, this should be motivation for the team, that Boston, Matt City, Boston, all of Massachusetts is opening up May 29th, which is this Friday Memorial Day weekend, Saturday Memorial Day weekend. It's the Saturday. Fir- it's a Saturday because Monday's Memorial Day. That's yeah. the 31st. So, so Saturday Memorial Day weekend is their full capacity. Everything's open. No more restrictions. Um, I think outside of like hospitals and like healthcare areas, but um, that means full capacity Red Sox games. Fenway, Fenway Park will be full on Memorial Day weekend. They're home. Um, and that means the garden can be full. Now we know Celtics aren't going to get there. No. I mean, I mean, they sh- I mean, actually, if they do win their play-in game, they will have some home games. Um, I, I, I have a theory about that. I got a theory about the Celtics and the play-in games, but um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, we will. But you, you would think the Bruins have some motivation if they get past the Capitals. They're going to have a full house garden playoff hockey game for the first time since they lost the Stanley Cup in Game Seven. Like this is the first the home game. Game Three is going to be the first home playoff game for the Bruins since they lost that Game Seven at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because last year they were in the bubble. That makes sense. And the thing is, too, if the Islanders can upset the Penguins, four seed upsets of one seed, now you have home ice in the second round. Not that home ice really means anything in the NHL playoffs, but like you said, playing in front of a packed TD Garden, playing four out of seven games there against an Islanders team that you struggled with this year might help. Just might help. Yeah, yeah no, uh, the, the Garden is definitely a big hockey playoff atmosphere. Like, I think people – don't really understand what Boston hockey is until you go to a playoff game. A Boston playoff game is just nuts for hockey. And this is why everyone loves the NHL playoffs. Like, and this is why it's so easy to be a bandwagon fan like us, right? We don't watch the hockey during the regular season, but especially because the Bruins have been in the playoffs so consistently. Like it's a, uh, I know I'm going to watch the best hockey come this time of year. And I'm more focused on the Celtics anyway, me specifically. So I'm going to watch the Celtics and then I'm going to watch other NBA games. I'm more of a basketball guy. than I am a hockey guy. Same but here. This time, right this time of year, 
I'm going to sit down, watch a Bruins hockey game, make the effort, and going to be locked in from puck drop because the atmosphere is insane. And this team is legit. And let's be fair, we're Boston honks at heart. And I just want a championship. I'm just sick of losing. I want another championship. And that's what it comes down to. Patriots aren't doing it anytime soon. They're not there anymore. They're not our consistent go-to AFC title game or bust. Like they, the Red Sox, you know, they might actually be contenders. The Red Sox could get us a World Series this year. Chris Sale coming back, middle of the year. Uh, Celtics, no. Bruins, yes, you are cup contenders. Let's get a title. Let's do it. Let's get a title. And not only that, let's get some Manscaped. Now I got breaking news. It's an important PSA. Okay, I'm listening. Got my attention. It's brought brought to you by Manscaped.com. Okay. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. Oh, As the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. The new trimmer was just released moments ago, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it. And, guys, it's, it's amazing. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with exclusive offer for you, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping with the code COUCHGUY20, that's 20, at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and Al and I are blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the details are the 4.0 are the next level. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are as safe as possible. Guys, if Nick had this when he was 12, 13, 14, whatever he had puberty learning how to snip downstairs, my goodness, with the light, the skin-safe technology, there wouldn't have been blood snipping everywhere in the shower for him. It would have been easily transformative and ready to go. What makes this trimmer different from all other trimmers, you ask? Well, it's a new multifunction on-off switch can engage travel lock created for people who like to travel. All you businessmen, I'm listening to you talking to you world's opening up guys the lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave the new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim for all over thorough additional guard lengths with one to four sizes so if you want to give yourself a fade downstairs you can do that now which is kind of cool and looks wise it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish even features a hot foil stamped black chrome manscape logo Show the mower off loud and proud. Optimized Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof, of course, so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. For those of you that are married, you know what I'm talking about. Did I mention wireless charging? The Lawnmower 4.0 new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic conduction, which can help battery length last stronger. Guys, it works with like any wireless charger, like one for your cell phone. Same, same technology. It's pretty cool. If you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, it's time to make some changes. Quags, I'm talking to you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code couchguy20 at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth and your balls will thank you. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code couchguy20manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code couchguy20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Guys, the breaking news, exciting stuff. Lawnmower 4.0, it's here. We're going for it. It's a, it's an amazing product. It feels better in the hand too. I like the newer, the newer, the new design is nice. Agreed. It's sturdy, and don't Man. don't forget the box of briefs, guy. They're they're nice. But listen, Manscaped has all great products. So shout out to Manscaped, all the way around. You know who I don't shout out? The Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge. Danny, frick, I'm supported. I've been wearing this most of the day. I, I, I love this thing, by the way. Side note, shout out Fanatics, not a sponsor, just a friend. Um, this long sleeve Boston Celtics, like lightweight hoodie, it's amazing. 
looks comfy. It. It's super comfy, super soft. I'd let you feel it for the, for the screen, but it's, that's not possible. Um, oh, it's man. super soft. It's super soft. It's like a soft teddy bear. Um, it, it was like 90 degrees today, so I couldn't keep it on that long. But like, yeah. it was a hot day. But look, it's almost okay that I had to take it off because the Celtics don't deserve me to wear it. Yes. This team is the seventh seed, have to play in. The Lakers are in the play-in game too, by the way, guys, for those of you who haven't paying attention. Lakers, mind you, they're in the play-in game because Anthony Davis and LeBron James played like 50% of the season. Right. They're going to coast through the play-in game. And if you're the quick side note on the NBA, if you're the two seed in the West, mind you, the Phoenix Suns? Yep. You used to play LeBron James in the first round. Have fun with that. Yeah. Good you, luck. You, you probably you, – I shouldn't say probably, but you might lose. They might be the first seventh seed to ever win an NBA championship. Just saying. No, I think um, I think the Rockets did it back in the mid '90s, didn't they? Or were they a six seed? Were they a six seed? They were either a six or a seven. They were a low seed in that second. You half know what LeBron should do? Lose the first game, win the second one. It'd be the first ever eight seed to do it, just for the fun of it. This is true. I do have a hot take about the Celtics, though, considering the seeds. But continue. So the playing game, I'm a fan of it. And look, the Celtics deserve to be in the playing game. They suck this year. Um, if they get now, to be fair, Al, I'll give them this credit. They shouldn't lose two games. So the way the playing game works for guys, for you non-hardcore basketball people, the seven seed plays the eight seed, so the Celtics are playing the Wizards. The nine seed plays the ten seed. It's Hornets and Pacers. Yes. The winner of the seven eight game, so the Celtics uh, Wizards game, they are the seven seed. They don't. They only have to win one game. Uh, the loser of that game plays the winner of the nine ten game, Hornets Pacers. The winner of that game is the eight seed. So if you're the, if you're the nine, 10, you have to win twice to get in the playoffs. If you're the seven, eight seed already in, technically you only have to win one. So it's an advantage to be the seven, eight seed. And if you're the Celtics, you're the seven seed, you're hosting this game. There's no reason for you not to be the seven seed. You're better than the wizards. You have all your players playing tonight. I think outside of Rob Williams, but you should beat the wizards without Robert Williams. I'm sorry, but you should. And if you do that, Al, you have a wonderful first round matchup with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, um, who am I? Blake Griffin. <laughs> I can keep going. Guys, the list keeps going. You're going to play the Brooklyn Nets in round one, and you're going to get your ass handed to you. If you lose tonight and play the Sixers in round one, if you become the eight seed, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, TBD, everybody else, Doc Rivers, you lose that matchup too. The Celtics will not make it out of the first round, even if they do get there. That being said, you want them to win this playing game. You, you, are, you want them to win the game because you want – you want the Celtics to go up against one of those top teams and get smacked. It's a wake-up call. It's a reality. They are not ready, and they don't have Jalen Brown. We know that. Um, I'm just – this team needs an overhaul. Danny has, much, Danny has much said it, by the way, on his interviews. Um, and the radio, he basically was asked, and he said, yeah, there's going to be changes. Like, outside of our core, there will be roster overhauls. This is on Danny Ainge. Um, this is not a Brad Stevens needs to lose his job thing. They've been in the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the last four years. They've been on the doorstep of the NBA Finals with a young Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown leading the way. They are not the problem. Kemba Walker's not going anywhere because he's not worth his contract right now, so no one's going to take him. Brad Stevens is not the problem. Look what Brad Stevens has to worry about. The last four years, how much talent have they lost? Kyrie Irving walked away. Gordon Hayward walked away. Al Horford walked away. Um, you, you lost talent, and then you traded away one of your bigger ben, big men this year for cap relief, essentially, um, in Daniel Tice. Danny Ainge is to blame. Danny Ainge needs to be on the hot seat. So I have a little bit of a hot take for you. <clears throat> and I just talked to one of our good Couch Guy Sports brethren, uh, Mr. Matthew Burnett, and he seems to agree with me, and we're on the same page. 
I think you need to lose the playing game tonight. I think you need to lose to Washington. And then I think you need to beat the winner of Indiana and Charlotte, which I think you can do. Get the eight seed and give yourself a chance against Philly. Now, are they going to win the series? Probably not. But I would rather take a fighting chance against Philly and say, okay, Joel Embiid, you want to get your 30 to 40 a night? Have it. And shut down everybody else. Now, I think realistically, if you get Brooklyn in the first round, you get swept. Dude, Brooklyn's the best team in the East. Like, Brooklyn's better than Philly. Well, I don't know about that. Because don't forget. They they all haven't played together like all year. They've all been hurt. They've all sat games. Right. Exactly. And that's why – that's why I don't know. We don't know how well they're going to mix together. They haven't played that much together, Harden and Kyrie and Durant. I mean, so to be fair, to be fair to that point, Harden and Durant have played together and it's worked in the past. Yes, that's true. No, no, you're and right. And Kyrie and Durant are best friends. So. so, yeah, but it's three guys and one basketball. Always remember, there's one basketball in the game of basketball. It's shocking, I know. But if you're the Celtics and you get the eight seed, I'm not saying you win the series. I think you lose that series in six but I think you have more of a fighting chance than Brooklyn. The Brooklyn matchup is not a good matchup because Brooklyn loves to run the floor. They love to run on fast breaks and the Celtics can't keep up with that. Philly, you know, they have Joel, but they, the Celtics just have a better matchup against Philly. And if Robert Williams is is 75 to 80% healthy, he's a guy that can at least give Joel Embiid a tough matchup. If you by some miracle win the first round, you're going back to the Eastern Conference final. Like, you took one of the big Goliaths out, and you won't play the other one until you get there, right? Unless, you, like, unless you, unless, but wouldn't the seeds realign, or am I? Crazy? Oh, do they? Do they? Do, oh, they do reseed the NBA. Never mind. I'm so wrong. then they would play Brooklyn in the second round. So you're gonna, you're getting screwed either way. Look, the Celtics are not a championship contender. We know this. If you want to win a round or you want some competitive basketball games, yeah, you probably want to play Philly. Yes. I want them to play Brooklyn because I want them to get spanked and run out of the gym. Which they will do. They will. I want they them will to f- fail because I want them to see. I want Danny Ainge to see what he put on the court in action against four games against Kyrie Irving, who he had, and he thought he was going to stay here. I want his failures. His plan A. Danny Ainge's plan A is in Brooklyn right now. It's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. That yep. was his plan A, and it failed. You couldn't keep him here. You couldn't get Durant here. Now Durant's free agency year was kind of off. Like it sucked his timing because I think if he had already won a championship or him and Kyrie were a free agent at the same time, maybe they would have picked Boston, right? Because that we do know that Durant was Boston was second on his list the year that Kelly Olynyk went for a trip to the Nantucket. <laughs> um, so yes, Durant had some interest, but like your plan A is if you're Danny Ainge is play, is in Brooklyn right now, and yes. I'm not freaking out about the future of this team. Like long-term, they're fine, but they've been a player away for like six years now. And they actually had a roster that was good enough to win. It was Hayward. It was Horford. It was Kyrie. It was Terry Rozier. It was, um, it was, you had the rookie Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's of the world off the bench. Um, and you had like Marcus, Marcus Morris, like you had the pieces to be gritty, to be talented, to be all-stars, to be studs off the bench. You had a championship team and a window to do it. When, those, when that team was put together, Al, we said, once Golden State is done, this team should be the team to rack up a couple titles. And they never did it. Nope. And, they ne- and now I'm watching this, and I'm more and more less, I'm less and less blaming Kyrie Irving for what happened on those teams. One because big- clearly it was not Kyrie Irving. One of the biggest what-ifs in Boston sports history. What if Gordon Hayward didn't get hurt in year one? Would things have been different? Well, yeah, think about that, right? And that's a big what if, right? If he, that team was stacked that day, right? That was game one. If he doesn't get hurt, Gordon Hayward's still all-star Gordon Hayward. 
Kyrie Irving's here playing with his man G and Al Horford's there. That team's legit that year one. Kyrie Irving doesn't take all that time off. The kids don't get what really hurt the Celtics. Not even joking about this is that year Tatum and Brown had to be good because Kyrie Irving barely played and their egos got kind of big. Yeah. They, they went, Oh, we don't need you Kyrie Irving. We don't need you Gordon Hayward. And they said, Oh, our time is now, which like, I get it. But if Gordon Hayward doesn't get hurt, they don't get those opportunities. And maybe those guys are staying in line a little bit more. They're still developing. Um, now, I don't want to, like, put a cap on Jason Tatum because I think he is, like, a legit top 10 player in the NBA future-wise. Like, I think he's that talented. But for that team specifically, he needed to take a back seat, and he didn't want to. Neither did Jalen Brown. That big what if, if Gordon Hayward doesn't get hurt, I'm fully confident in saying that the, that, that team stays together. And they, and they might have won a title. That one, that first year, they might have won a title because that was the year, like those first two years they were that, that that team. If they didn't get hurt, was one of the years that Golden State sucked. Like, and they would have been better than they would have been better than Cleveland. They would have been better than LeBron James and what he had in Cleveland. They were built to win, and this is why I put when you blame Danny Ainge, you have to add the caveat of like he tried, right? He 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 put a team together that should have won and it didn't work. But it's partially on him for knowing that it should have known that it wasn't going to work. Now, the bad luck of Gordon Hayward kind of sucks. But now what? You put this team in crap situation. This team does not have the talent to win. Add the contracts. Fact that, the fact that they got to the Eastern Conference Final last year was pure luck. It was the, what, four and five seed in the Eastern Conference Final in the bubble. And he took that and went, okay, we're, we're Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague away from winning a title. Like, um, no. No. No, you saw what Kemba Walker did. Your plan A, I'm telling you, your plan A has to be Bradley Beal to the Celtics this offseason. Do not wait till he's a free agent. You make a trade. You have the assets to do it. You have great young players. Your starting lineup should consist Kemba Walker, Bradley Beal, Tatum and Brown, Robert Williams. That should be your starting line. Figure out the rest. You figure out the rest. That's what the NBA is now. You figure out the rest. Like you can add debt pieces through well, like minimum free agencies for veterans. Those guys are more willing to show up and play for the minimum when they see a team that actually is a contender in the starting five. The NBA is, is a starting five league and your benches should only be seven or eight deep. And you can do that with rookies. Neesmith and, Neesmith and Pritchard, one of those guys should be traded. Like, I don't care how good they are. You trade Neesmith, you trade Pritchard away to bring Bradley Beal here in a package with Marcus Smart um, and whatever else they want. You give them whatever you want, name Brown, Tatum, or Kemba Walker. What about a guy like Romeo Langford? And you keep both Naismith and Pritchard. Trade them. Fine. If they see value, I don't think they'll see value. If the, if they see value in Romeo Langford and they're okay with taking Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, some picks, and probably one more piece like Grant Williams yep. for Bradley Beal, fine. Take them. Take them. Sure. Bradley Beal today, they did an interview today because they're playing the Wizards. Bradley Beal said, when all of a sudden, Jason Tatum will be a thousand times better than I am. I believe him. I do too but put him on the same team. Bradley Beal's only, what, 26, 27? Something like that. And like, they're, come they're, on, and what they're, are we doing? And, and they're best friends. And they're best friends. And, and Jalen Brown with the two of them? Are you kidding me? Oh, forget it. That's plan A. It has to be. has to be plan A. Uh, all right, let's just get this, uh, this play-in tournament over with. Let's get to the offseason. NBA offseason so fun. I love it. I love NBA free agency. Me too. So much fun. All right. We're done. Go Bruins. CouchGuysports.com. Go all the written content. This is episode 28, Couch Guy Sports Podcast. iTunes, Spotify, our personal channels. You know the drill. Just keep doing it. 
all the good stuff. Twitch, YouTube, definitely go subscribe. You know, throw a follow on the Twitch channel. We're growing that. You might see Al and I in a couple weeks doing something there, uh, which is going to be fun. So we'll do that as well. So just just keep an eye on everything. And again, your sponsorships to announce soon. So look, if you're not on board already, couchguysports.com. Get yourself involved. It's good stuff. Al? Jared? It was fun. Always. Cam Newton to the uh, New Orleans Saints this fall. It's coming. It's gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to be a patriot. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Al. Bye. Oh, wait. Shit. Thank <laughs> you.